More evidence this week from Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation this time around that uh, living in Metro Vancouver means uh, if you're a renter, you're probably paying the highest rent in all of Canada. Here to talk more about it is Kit Souter. He was a renter and housing advocate and principal with Souter Strategy here in Vancouver. Kit, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Fairly. Happy to be here. Well, it's good to have you with us. Uh, no surprises here. More evidence. It's, it hasn't changed a whole lot in the last few years, has it, kid, in terms of Vancouver being the priciest rental spot in the country? Well, it hasn't changed in that it's the most expensive place, but it has changed in the fact that it keeps getting ratcheted up. So um, when we look at comparative uh, rent, the CMHC report shows that we're looking at the highest uh, rental hikes uh, in more than two decades, and we're looking at the highest disparity between occupied rental units and what the market rents are currently being set at, at over 43% uh, of difference. And we're looking at overall rental rates that are the highest that they've been at least since 2001. So we're talking about two generations of people now who have been living in what can easily be defined as a rental crisis. Right. And the vacancy rate, if anything, has actually uh, gone down uh, from 1.4% to 1.3%. Again, the lowest in the country. Well, and that's nationally. If you look at the Vancouver CMA, which is the entire metro region, we're actually looking at a 1.9% uh, national vacancy rate uh, last year to now being 0.9%. Wow. Um, the, the only place in the country that is... Uh, as bad as that is um, Quebec City, and only because they couldn't secure enough data to actually definitively tell whether it was 0.9 or 1.1. Um, and so apart from that uncertainty, uh, Vancouver is far and away the worst place. Uh, best places to live, even though every major metropolitan across the country uh, in the top 10 and 32 of the 37 uh, metropolitan regions across the country had huge collapses in their rental vacancy rate is Edmonton. Edmonton went from a mid-7% vacancy rate to still over 4%, which is a relatively healthy market. Um, and Vancouver's nowhere close. And the reason for that is Edmonton, uh, back in 2014 and in years since then, made choices to create permissive zoning, make it possible to build four or six units on lots, do subdivision, and build townhouses. And so as a consequence of that, Edmonton has been able to keep pace with high demand uh, as oil has moved up and down. And people who've migrated back and forth to northern Alberta. Interesting stuff. So you talked about the the increase, the rent rate increase in Vancouver being extraordinarily high. Is that partly just a supply and demand reality kit uh, for every apartment available? You know, 50 people show up or at least inquire as to its availability, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And with that kind of high demand guaranteed, you can pretty much charge whatever you want. That's absolutely right, Sterling. And the uh, the nationwide average rent increase went up 5.6% year over year. That has nothing on the higher than 12% uh, differential that happened in Vancouver and Toronto markets. Um, and that's simply a consequence of the fact that we do not build enough housing. Canada, as a nation, has one of the lowest rates of units of housing per person of the uh, OECD countries. Uh, that's the developed industrialized states right. uh, across the world. And um, we're nowhere near building at the rate that other countries are. We built more rental units last year uh, and most of the last five years than we ever had in 50 years. And nevertheless, in the last three years, as a consequence of a whole host of factors, we actually saw that the demand for rent 
outpaced it by at least 1.5% in every major market. So is part of that uh, a reluctance on, on the part of investors, Kit, to, to sink their capital into purpose-built rental housing, uh, given that there are, are much less risky places to put your loot? Yeah, so in the last seven years, we've seen a huge swing towards uh, purpose-built rental housing as a consequence of provincial and federal policies that have supported it and stable low interest rates for most of the last half decade. But the reality is that um, there are safer places to get bang for your buck. And the thing that is underpinning the instability is actually local zoning and decision-making. Right. right. The average timeline for a house, Sterling, is over 20 months now to get permitting and shovels in the ground so that your project's completed. Um, and so when you're looking at larger projects, uh, especially more than 50 units, you're looking at three, three and a half years of timeline before you're able to actually get certainty on whether or not the project's going to go. And as we have all witnessed in the last three years, a lot can change in that time. Indeed. So we've got a new City Hall administration, Ken Sim and the ABC crowd running Vancouver now, uh, and well aware of uh, crime in the streets and public safety matters and specifically housing. Uh, the Premier is from the west side of Vancouver and seems to be quite determined to encourage, nudge, nudge, uh, municipalities to accelerate their approval process. Do you see in the cards any improvement, even short term? Uh, no, I don't actually, Sterling. Uh, I think that there's been a lot of talk um, by Ken Sim and ABC Vancouver about how they want to speed up permitting. Right. Speeding up permitting isn't going to solve the problem on the purpose-built rental crisis because there isn't as-of-right zoning in the areas where it's needed. Um, and so we've already seen expedition on a couple of the main thoroughfares allowing uh, what would be referred to as one-in-fives, uh, six-story purpose-built rentals with commercial um, along places like Knight Street, Fraser, um, Renfrew. Um, but the fact of the matter is we need additional density and infill across communities throughout Vancouver. Um, 85% of the residential land in Vancouver is zoned for single-family homes still. Uh, there are folks who will push back and say, well, you can do a duplex, sure, but you still have to go to City Hall and, and finagle how that project actually gets approved. Um, and only 15% of the population of the city lives in those housing units. So we need to get to a place where people who own their land can choose to do what they want with it. Um, for me and my family, I've got uh, in-laws who are immigrants and, and don't have full fluency or control of English. I'm planning right now in my 30s for what it looks like in our 40s and 50s, and will they be able to cohabit with us? Will we be able to do home care? Mm -hmm. How are we going to be able to build a property that can have multi-generational living, right? Townhouses, uh, a quadplex with a little small square uh, in the center where you can have family barbecues and spend time together but still have separated living arrangements. Right, right. Um, or, or stacked townhousing, right, where you do 1,100, 1,200 square feet per floor and you're able to get uh, three to five units of housing, some with accessible access with a, a ramp down from the front door um, so that you can have people live uh, and age in place. And that's a way to make sure that you keep family together and, and you keep people uh, loved and healthy. Strategy question for you, uh, Mr. Souter. Uh, if you're going looking for a rental a property, uh, have cash with you, because if you like it, you should make a deposit on the spot, because if you don't, the person looking at it next is likely to. Good strategy? Unfortunately, yes. Um, the, the reality is that the rental market is so tight. My wife and I... Um, moved to Vancouver in 2017 from Victoria. We got a place in the same building that we live in today and immediately started looking for a two-bedroom. Um, it took us uh, more than three years to um, have a kid. Mm -hmm. And then when we had a kid, it took us 
21 months to find a two-bedroom in den. So my wife and I spent the majority of the time that our daughter was born sleeping on a mattress on the floor between our kitchen table and our couch um, in our one-bedroom because we simply could not find a place with reasonable rents and enough room. In the time that's passed since we moved in, uh, in December of 2021, the rents have gone up uh, across the city from an average of 2900 uh, for a two-bedroom unit to uh, close to 3900 for a two-bedroom unit. And uh, it doesn't look like there's going to be any particular relief anytime soon. Interesting stuff and not welcome news by any stretch. Kit, thanks for getting up early on a Sunday morning to remind us of the rental crisis we find ourselves in in Metro Vancouver. Appreciate your time. Thanks so much, Sterling, and I hope people get out and tell their city halls to uh, rezone their cities to allow more housing for more neighbors. Here, here. Thanks, Kit.